wake up, give thanks for the day. Pray to the Lord, he be making a way. I'm making a change. Memories bring a lot of pain. That's why I keep on fading away. Hey, MJ with the J. Feeling like Kobe Bryant in his last game. They treat me like AI in his last days. Counting me out, show a lot of doubt. Talk about what I can't do. Hold on, but ain't nothing that I can't do. Every day keep faith and I stay true. To myself, self-made, self-paid too. I don't wanna die young, I'd rather live long. And when I do pass, hope my name live on. Forever and ever, I never could let up. I let a lot of things hold me down, but I'm better. I bet that you met depression Welcome before. Welcome to Connection Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. Uh, you heard part of Live Free. And I am going to have us go back and listen to Live Free after our, our tech... Our, our producer backs it up and listens it to again uh, because it's all part of our Connections radio show today where we talk about ideas that matter. And I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that gets us thinking, gets us connected, gets us imagining something more and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. Rick Bernardo is my co-host today. I'm here. Absolutely. And today we're gifted with the opportunity to explore educational innovation and the promise of student-centered learning. It's how High School for the Recording Arts is playing a partner, a connector role in healing the Rondo community as St. Paul was traumatized in the 60s by the I-94 splitting the vibrant community in half. And we'll be exploring the power of music to connect and what can this mean for our ability to transcend pain, hate, anger, and be a part of creating a more hopeful future. A lot to talk about, but there could not be any more wonderful guests to bring these ideas to life than Tony Simmons, who is the executive director for the High School for the Recording Arts. Uh, Tony has done some amazing work. He's been part of realizing the promise of student-centered learning. Uh, he's part of a national alliance that brings together these ideas, as well as leading the efforts of the high school for the recording arts. Uh, and he travels all over the world. He's he's joining us uh, from Canada. Is that correct, Tony? That is correct, Laurie. And it's good to talk to you again and as well as Rick, and um, I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you as well. Uh, and Scott Harold is joining us, CEO and founder of Rock the Cause. Uh, and Rock the Cause is in partnership um, with the High School for the Recording Arts and the For Learning. Uh, he helps mentor underserved populations of youth about careers in the arts and in the entertainment industry while they earn their high school diploma. Uh, and Scotty loves to bring all kinds of interesting collaborations and connections, including uh, connecting us for our radio show. Thank you, Scotty. You're welcome. Thank you. Glad, glad, glad to be back this morning. Tell you what, uh, I'm going to ask Dan if the music could be started from the beginning. Is it ready? I'd like to hear it from the top. Yeah. 
wake up, give thanks for the day. Pray to the Lord, he be making a way. I'm making a change. Memories bring a lot of pain. That's why I keep on fading away. Hey, MJ with the J. Feeling like Kobe Bryant in his last game. They treat me like AI in his last days. Counting me out, show a lot of doubt. Talk about what I can't do. Hold on, but ain't nothing that I can't do. Every day keep faith and I stay true. To myself, self-made, self-paid too. I don't wanna die young, I'd rather live long. And when I do pass, hope my name live on. Forever and ever, I never could let up. I let a lot of things hold me down, but I'm better. I bet that you met depression before. Probably get high to even out the lows. And when you do cry, nobody... Tony, 25 years, the high school for the recording arts have been going strong. Congratulations for being part of such a vibrant an exciting education opportunity in the St. Paula. Well, thank you, Lori. It's been, you know, my life work and it's just been an honor to serve young people of the Minneapolis St. Paul area, particularly the Rondo community and doing it with so many incredible community leaders and, and um, supporters, not only locally, but also around the country. And I should say also to do it with my good friend, Scott, Who's joining us today? Hey. And, you know, Scott's just an incredible educator, um, uh, visionary, and just loves our young people so much and gives them so many opportunities. I'm so happy that I was able to convince him to come into our organization many, many years ago, and he's just been amazing. Thank you, Tony. And I love your story too, Tony. You came in as a lawyer. Uh, this was not your your expectation that you were going to. Uh, help change the way education can be looked at and um, supported. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. And I think that's a um, interesting aspect of the work and, um, you know, really begins in terms of high school for recording arts with our founder, David T.C. Ellis, who grew up in the Rondo community and became a recording artist um, with the great legend Prince. Um, they grew up together and eventually he performed with him toward the world, did a movie. And I was practicing entertainment law in New York when David was promoting his album um, from Paisley Park at a music conference. And um, we became just good friends. I started representing him while he was still with Prince. And then eventually um, he wanted to open up a recording studio um, following the inspiration of Prince in his life and, and music. And um, so I helped him put that together. And the, you know, the quick story is that uh, um, once the studio was open, it was called Studio Four. Our our whole aim was just to be in the music business. David just wanted to continue to uh, find you know, great young artists and promote them and give them the opportunities he had. We had no thought of going into ed education. And David would tell me about these young people and how they would show up to his studio and wanted to know how to also, you know, um, how the business of music worked. Um, how to copyright their music, but he began to realize they weren't in school. And he would say to them, you know, they were like 16 years old, 15, 17, and um, they were smart, they were creative, they were entrepreneurial, they wanted to start their own businesses. He was like, why aren't you in school? And, he, and they would tell him, you know, school was boring. They got <laughs> kicked out. And he just realized he needed to do something to address that. And, um, and that's how the High School for Recording Arts was created. He literally flipped his studio into the creation of a school. And I had the honor of um, just working with him and supporting that vision and that dream in the creation of the school. So I say that to say, you know, the fact that uh, we came from outside of the traditional education system, I think gave us a real 
um, interesting um, perspective on education. Um, it allowed us to innovate and do the things that we saw our young people needed, doing focusing on that first. And this really has been um, the pathway towards um, our young people's transformation. And if our audience would like to learn more, and I'm sure you will, because it's wonderful <laughs> things to learn about, you can go to the hsra.org uh, and learn about the history and some of the cool things that they're doing right now. Um, the mission of HSRA that you'll find on the website is to provide youth the opportunity to achieve a high school diploma through the exploration and operation of the music business and creative endeavors. How have you found art being able to help inform education and education reform? That's a great question. Um, you know, for me, uh, the arts is really the pathway to our learning. Um, when, when we engage in the arts, it really opens the doors of possibility of who we are as humans, you know, uh, where we've been, where we're going. It asks all the tough questions, um, but at the same time, it gives us beauty and and um, and just a sense of of, of place and, and aesthetics. So, for me, um, basing education around the arts just makes sense, and it's such a connection with young people. I mean, when we when we think about um, the fact that. So many young people are getting turned off from education now and, and that the current form of education is really, really new in terms of our human existence. We've always learned through doing and, and experiencing as opposed to just sitting in a classroom and, and at a desk and being told what to know. Um, and then regurgitate it back in the yeah, right yeah. way. <laughs> yes, Quote unquote, yeah. air, air quotes are on right. Right. But that natural way of learning through the arts is is really um, um, something that we know works for our young people and um, really gives them a chance to um, see a connection and relevancy um, to what they're learning. And in looking at revitalizing education, it's very student-centered, you know, very um, how how to work with the individual to bring out that learning. Tell me a little bit about that, because I know that's part of what you also share when you do your keynote presentations. Yes, and, you know, um, both David and I stand on the shoulders of so many incredible educators, um, even though we didn't come out of a traditional education, um, from a traditional education background. Uh, we learn from people like locally, Dr. Wayne Jennings, um, Mary Kate Boyd, uh, people who really understood learner-centered um, and what it means to personalize education, Joe Nathan. And um, what they taught us, because, you know, David had the good fortune, even though he was pushed and kicked out of a number of schools when he was in St. Paul, he ended up at a place called St. Paul Open School. And Dr. Wayne Jennings was the founder. Joe Nathan was his teacher. And these are both education giants in, in our region and they you know they spent a lot of time really understanding um you know personalizing education um coming out of john dewey and paulo Freire and 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 knowing that you know you learn by doing and um you know we we we, we became students of that and so we knew what we were experiencing we knew it was working in terms of focusing on the arts but we knew we needed to learn that pedagogical aspect of it and um, from those 
and others, we were able to uh, create a program that is first and foremost asset-based. It's about finding out um, who our young people are, you know, what their passions and interests are, what their lived experiences are, and then really designing schools, our school around that. Um, um, so, you know, it's really designed for them. It's not designed for the adults. We are there to be, you know, um, not the sage on the stage, but the guide on the side <laughs> so that they can, you know, do what they need to do so um, they, they can explore this world and, and with curiosity and wonder. Uh, that's how you keep learning alive. We do so much in the traditional education to really kill that, um, that, is, that desire to learn. Um, I mean, I could go on and on about this. You know, the thing I think about, I learned this from Dr. Wayne Jennings, you know, yeah, when you think about a baby and a, and a toddler, they learn so much in those years and, and going into, you know, um, kindergarten. And then all of a sudden that learning and that love of learning falls off as soon as they start school. Um, you know, what's happening there that's, that's causing that? And, you know, I think about, you know, the, the oath that doctors take, you know, first do no harm. We should never, ever di um, distinguish that love of learning with young people. That should be the first thing we're thinking about as we're educating them. And we do that through personalization and really being learner centered. And Tony, that just underscores, I just yesterday was talking with some other, because uh, I taught not, not only a college, but high school. Uh, but we were just talking about how some of our mentors remembered that the word education stems from a root word that means to draw out of, not to stuff into. And I just, everything you're saying uh, just wonderfully reeks of that. Resonates lovely. And now for learning was that original um, professional uh, organization that came together to, to support the music that then became a support to you and to the HSRA. And is that, am I tracking right on that? You no, know, actually for learning is, is relatively new oh, okay. and it's been just our vehicle to extend out the, what we have learned at HSRA over our 25 years with other people around the country and internationally. Um, but uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure where that, I, I, right no, there, no, Maury. no worries. I misread. Glad, glad you're correcting it. But there was a paragraph that I read off of the four learning is that we seek to support institutions of learning in the socially just retention or re-engagement of young people through the application yes. of the recording arts and other creative endeavors. Our goal yes. is to get educators mad enough to want more and smart enough to get it in a whole different way. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's the creativity aspect that we've been talking about in terms of high school for recording arts, but there's also the social justice part. And the fact that those young people who were showing up to David's studio weren't in school. Um, you know, we commonly refer to them as dropouts. We don't use that because for us, that puts the onus on them, like something was wrong with them. Mm -hmm. We know that schools could be designed for any young person irrespective of their life situation. And the fact that um, those young people at our at the, at Studio 4 originally, before the school, were pushed and kicked out of school, spoke to their marginalization 
and the oppression on them and their community. And um, because, you, uh, you know, a student, a young person who has a family with some means and privilege, they're not going to just allow their young person to just get kicked out of school, be a dropout. You know, they're going to do whatever they can to advocate as strongly for them or find a best fit school for them. So um, we do re-engagement work. Um, one of the things I'm most proud of is over the course of these 25 years, we have never veered from that commitment to those young people who, are, again, are the most um, oppressed in the system. And, and that is social justice work. And um, when we seek to uh, share the, the lessons we've learned around the country, it is explicitly targeting that population. You can go to Los Angeles, New York, Chicago. I could just go on and on. The same young people we see in the Twin Cities who are languishing, who are idle, not working, not in school. Um, that's something that gets us mad. And we want our young people to understand that that is not right. And that, that they, they need to understand that their education is a part of their liberation. And so we're committed to that. And, and um, I, I really appreciate you bringing that forth. Oh, absolutely. There's another um, quote that, or a, a statement on, on the website uh, that I loved as well. Our school remix process takes what works and leaves out what doesn't. We push mm -hmm. educators to work with learners, parents, and the community to build on educational, interdisciplinary recording arts, and creative content-driven program that works for them. And I think yeah. that... Um, what you're doing is is revolutionary and making a difference. And I need to go to break now, but I just want to make sure everyone gets all of these wonderful websites. Check out about the High School for Recording Arts. That's hsra.org. Check out about For Learning. That's forlearning.com. And we'll learn about the Remix Conference in the next segment, but it's check out forlearning.com. irockthecause.org, fabulous uh, group. And we're also going to be hearing about Hip Hop Genius, but you can take a sneak peek at the hiphopgenius.org website. We'll be right back. Now follow us, I better be amusing. Ain't y'all tired of losing? Hey yo, I got the solution. The Green Crew, what you think we doing? The goals we pursuing. Human resource styling, the whole crew headed straight to Rhode Island. Ah, uh, if I had the ability to lower the bills for the electricity, I'd be born to the supremacy with an energy saving identity. In all reality, you can increase your salary. Your house ain't got to be all lit up like a gallery. I am wrong. All along I've been singing You Could Change through a song that was gone with the wrong band, beaten by the wrong hand, and lessened by the same man who stands by my side to pretend and defend that he loves me. Or does he because each time he says that he does it out of love, that he does it out of love, that he does it out of love, y'all. My body says run, but my heart begs me to stay, to play the role of a good woman who can change a man's bad ways. With days of laughter and contentment, Today's a meeting death's disguise. Today's of hiding in my own body to seal the truth and learn my lies. Because it's my fault that I stand for this life without doing anything about it, right? But yet I fight this war as he plays me like a board game time and time again to defend the way he bends and cheats. Good morning, and, beats and, and welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, joined by Rick Bernardo, who's also hosting me with me today. And we're talking about high school for the recording arts. What you heard just now was um, music, 
uh, from one of the students of the High School of the Recording Arts and, and the beauty that she brings in sharing her voice. To talk about the High School for Recording Arts, we've got Tony Simmons, who's the executive director. And we've got uh, Scotty Harold, who is the CEO and founder of Rock the Cause Records. Uh, and Scotty is a collaborator, a connector, and um, works both with the uh, Rock the Cause as well as for the High School for the Recording Arts. Thank you both for joining us today. Great to be here. I, I want to get back to this song, Understand, but I also want to make mention, um, if you're listening to our first segment, which I hope you were, uh, and if you're not, you can go back and listen to our podcast uh, that's on am950radio.com, and you can scroll down and listen from the beginning. But the, the last song that we had on there uh, as our outro was Music Is My Nature. Um, and I think both these songs are really powerful songs from students from the High School for the Recording Arts. One talking about our environment um, and the challenges of climate and the ch challenges of what we face. Um, and one talking about her own journey um, in, in an abusive relationship and um, the, the struggle to, for something more. Tell me, uh, Tony, what you feel. You picked these songs for us. Tell me a little something about how you have been moved by these songs and, and why you asked for these songs in particular to be shared. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, the joy of my life is create, being in a space where I watch my young people create and helping to mold them around not only their own expression that they, that they choose, but also, you know, offering them opportunities to explore these heavy issues and to bring their creative um, creativity into those spaces as well and those topics is just um, in, been incredible. Uh, the two the two um, performances you mentioned um, come out of one a project called Get Your Green, which is all around environmental justice, uh, climate change, and our young people took an exploration um, around. Um, the serious and heavy aspects of the science of climate change with their with our science teacher, and created a a, pro, a, 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 a product that was really really um, um, incredibly received um, around the country. It received the NAACP National NAACP Award, a Sierra Club Award. Um, our science teacher became a, a Minnesota Teacher of the Year finalist from from that work. And um, it shows that, you know, um, science, um, any of the core content areas um, can be learned within a creative learning space like a recording studio. Um, we believe in the power of that space as, as a means of, of creative learning. Um, it, it, it sticks with young people. They begin to understand and care about those topics as opposed to just something to um, regurgitate on a test. Um, they get to perform that public demonstration of what they know and what they've learned um, to audiences for feedback. And, and um, so, you know, there's, there's so many aspects to that. I have to say the uh, understand um, the spoken word piece uh, was part of a project mm -hmm. called You Have the Right. And we did that with our community partner, Verizon Wireless, where that was a, a, a focus of their, their philanthropic and, and charitable uh, concerns. And 
Um, they gave us the opportunity to record that and distribute it to um, all through all of their um, Verizon Wireless locations at that time across wow. the Twin Cities and then nationally. And there's a number of, uh, of other spoken word performances related to the topic of um, domestic abuse, um, where our young people literally um, created a chart of, of knowing what their rights are within a healthy relationship and what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And so they become peer educators um, in terms of issues like that, using that creative means. And I do have to say, um, for full disclosure, that young lady is my niece oh, who wow. actually attended high school for recording arts. And even though she came from a family of um, means and privilege, she struggled in school and she has no problem me sharing this, struggled in school and eventually um, got herself into a little bit of trouble. And my sister had no idea what to do with her. And she came to our school and visited and, and loved it. And um, my sister enrolled her and it really transformed her life. And she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady now living in Atlanta, two kids married and has one of the <laughs> best recording studios in Atlanta. Oh, isn't that so, a, you know, that's yeah, great. So it's that's just so transformative. It's a wonderful um, transformational story that I think is emblematic of, of a lot of your students. And it's so dear and wonderful to see that, that it, it also emphasizes family, which I think is also something that you have mentioned in the four learning as, as one of the, the important ways that we come together as a community. Uh, I, I love her work. It, it reminds me of really all of us who um, seek to work through trauma. And, and our country right now is in a place of trauma. Um, how, how do we understand and, and how do we, you know, move through? And it, yes, she talks of her personal experience, but to me, it, it, it speaks louder than that. It speaks louder of our, of the world we're in right now and, and how do we understand. So thank you and thank, um, and thank your niece for me for sharing such mm -hmm. a beautiful spoken word uh, expression. And with that expression theme, uh, I want to go over to Scotty and the work that you're doing with podcasts and the expression that you have been able to bring out through the student-led efforts and that we'll be bringing uh, eventually back to our, our radio show to share. But tell us about the, the podcast work that you're doing with them. Sure. It's it's really what, what I'm doing is it's um, we do a lot of podcast and broadcast work. But really what I look at this is media occupations, because I think sometimes when we talk about arts occupations and we talk about, oh, entertainment occupations, we live in Minnesota, people stop and say, well, what are you talking about? There, there's no money in being a clarinet teacher. We, we don't have movie stars here. We don't make movies in Minnesota. What are you talking about? And, and the truth of the matter is, is that everybody out there that's listening to this show right now, we have engineers on the air right now. We we have a, a technology that, that Tony and I are, are streaming in from. You know, over the course of the weekend, you're probably going to watch the Grammys. You're going to watch the Super Bowl next weekend. You're going to attend a concert or watch a newscast or listen to a podcast or scroll through your phone. Who do you think makes that content happen? <laughs> and seriously. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's a very robust economic engine here in Minnesota that relies on the creatives. I mean, could Target sell a product? 
if they did not have audio engineers and creators and commercials and broadcasters, et cetera. And, you know, so it's you know, we, we have to look at the idea that, you know, the the U.S. global economy is is worth about 20 trillion dollars. And how sustainable do you think that economy would be if you didn't have creators? Right. How could we move and sell and advertise and and create products and services and entertain ourselves? We could not. So in the work that I do with our young people, a lot of them come to us and they want to be the next big rap star. They want to be that next big superstar that wins the Grammy and has the big house, et cetera. Well, that's a one in a million shot, but they can be a podcaster. They can be a broadcaster. They can be a script writer. They can be a publicist or an entertainment lawyer or a camera operator or an audio engineer. And these jobs tend to pay more than the traditional trades. And I'm not knocking the trades. The trades are very important, but we have creative young people coming to HSRA. And so what I really do in that program is I teach them about the occupations that are available to them. Many of them are in paid internship opportunities. We, we have a number of partners we work with, like Ramsey County Workforce Innovation Board, Right Track St. Paul, um, hired um, other other private donors uh, out, out there in the private sector that donate money to, to HSRA. Um, you know, we have a lot going on to provide career training for these young people, and we actually help them find paths to those careers. We have a number of young people who work in the live sound industry or who have gone on to be producers for major studios, or they've gone on to study communications and, and uh, work to become publicists or script writers, et cetera. But from an academic standpoint, you know, this also can be translated back to academics. So when I'm teaching copyright law, that is also an opportunity for me to teach about how the executive branches of our government work in terms of how was a law written? How does it make it to the House floor? How is it passed? How is it signed off on, et cetera? Right. And then, you know, with the podcast work, um, you know, we spend a lot of time doing project-based learning. So if we, we take a subject like the Rondo community, you know, where we'll have, you know, the, the Rondo Youth Council back to AM 950 in, in, this, in the future, they're currently doing a podcast about the Rondo community in St. Paul. Uh, uh, for those of you who are not aware of the Rondo community, it was a thriving black community during the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that was destroyed to make way for I-94. And in the destruction of the Rondo community, they lost 700 Black-owned homes, 300 Black-owned businesses. And had those Black-owned homes and businesses uh, been allowed to appreciate and pass down from one generation to the next, it would have created $157 million worth of wealth for the Black community in Minnesota. So you can hear by the things that I'm saying, this is history, this is math, but it is applying back to a creative occupation. And, uh, you know, as Tony said earlier, we're not the sage on the stage, we're the guide on the side. So, you know, we, <laughs> we can provide the parameters. Let's make a podcast about the Rondo community. And we do that with, in partnership with Reconnect Rondo. And uh, the Minnesota Department of Transportation, you know, funds that internship workforce training for those young people. But here's your parameters. Let's study the history of displacement in America and racist infrastructure policy. And the young people learn a job skill. They learn civics, government, mathematics, et cetera. And then they're able to go out and find a job. How incredible. 
what yeah. I also want to mention, and, and we'll have to have this be part of our, our closing for this segment, is the fact that part of the thriving uh, life of the Rondo community before I-94 came through was the arts, was music. Yes. Was the power and and how beautiful that the high school for recording arts is finding our way back and reconnecting Rondo through that very same artistic music um, that pulls us together. So I want to thank you for that too. Uh, we're we're going to end with a little bit more of Understand. Uh, I love that piece, and we're going to bring it back. And then in our next segment, we're going to learn um, from both Tony and Scotty. Um, what are they teaching us? What, what, what can we learn from what they're doing uh, as we explore the high school for the recording arts? With days of laughter and contentment, today's a meeting death's disguise. Today's of hiding in my own body to seal the truth and learn my lies. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, and my co-host, Rick Bernardo, are very proud to bring you this show today that explores the high school for recording arts. You heard royalty, and you heard that a couple weeks ago when we had Gary Hines from The Sounds of Blackness join us. And as you remember or may not know, it is one of my favorite songs. I absolutely adore uh, <laughs> royalty. And um, thank you, Tony. Tony Simmons, who's the executive director for the High School for Recording Arts, had suggested. Um, and it didn't take much to twist my arm to go, yes, let's play that again. <laughs> and and yeah. Scotty Harold, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Rock the Cause, who also collaborates and works with the High School for Recording Arts. Thank you both for joining us today. And Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and the website, so we want to make sure everybody is aware of HSRA, that stands for High School for Recording Arts, .org. Go there about their work. It's just inspiring. If you just look at one even page and you'll have a better day. There's also a website, Hip Hop Genius, just the way it sounds, .org, uh, about more of their work and one of their projects. And then forlearning.com. Uh, slash remixed.conference. That has some other of their amazing work. And I've been thinking that whole time today with Tony and Scott how um, not only is music prayer with wings in many cultures because uh, it speaks to every level of our being, but also the work you're doing, um, if you're not uh, in, in any wise culture, if you're not 
building for the future. Uh, there's the phrase seven generations ahead. You're not really doing a job of leading or teaching. And your work is right in the seams of that. Uh, there is some work we I did with some domestic abuse shelters uh, that was community work that was called Wakaja work. There were many courses and still are around the country called Wakaja training, which is a Lakota word for sacred beings, which is a word for how we bring up children. And your work is, it's sacred, so thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to make mention about the Remixed Conference. And Tony, I'd love to have you share a little bit about the four learning and the Remixed Conference coming up. And I also am going to have you share a little bit about uh, the work that you did with Hip Hop Genius. So we'll start with the Remix Conference. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so um, again, <clears throat> this is our 25th year anniversary as high school for recording arts. And <clears throat> we've literally trans have transformed thousands of lives in our community. And like I said earlier, you know, our intention is to share that work and spread that work. And we do that having learned from so many others. I should say that, you know, there's not a whole lot new that we do at High School for Recording Arts. We call it the remix. We've taken the best of ideas that have been in existence sometimes for a long, you know, um, for a long while or recent, and but we put it together to meet the needs of our students in the current time. So the conference is all about us um, inviting other people um, in, in, in community to really talk about this this approach towards education, personalization, innovation, deeper learning, deep equity, social justice. Um, what does it mean when you start to design schools around that? And we invite more than just educators. We believe there's too many education conferences with just educators. We need community folk in that same space as we're having these conversations around education and practice and philosophy. We need businesses. We need um, community-based organizations. We need foundations. We need the faith-based community. Um, this has to be an all-in effort if we're going to really transform education to meet the needs of our young people. Coming out of the pandemic, we have seen, you know, the destruction it has had in terms of breaking this compact of the importance of education in terms of young people and their lives and families. We have to rebuild that back. The question is, how are we going to rebuild it back? And that's what the Remix, Remix Conference is all about. Um, it's going to take place um, October 17th and 18th during the MEA week in Minnesota, um, where the whole state does professional development. Um, we host it at our school, and we do a pre-conference at Paisley Park Studios. Um, this will be the third year we're doing it, and we do it in partnership with the Deeper Learning Conference out of the High Tech High Graduate School of Education in San Diego which I'm a part of as well. So, you know, it's a it's it's really just a coming together of of ideas, great people, um community, um all in the name of remixing education. And tell me a little bit about your hip hop genius that you co-authored. <laughs> yeah, and um probably not surprised the subtitle is remixing education. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um hip hop genius really comes out of a love of both education and especially hip hop culture, which um, a number of my buddies and I um, found ourselves connected by. Um, we were doing some national work in education reform 
um, Sam Seidel, who is a great friend and um, currently he heads the Stanford D School um, K-12 Learning Lab. Um, another uh, gentleman, Isaac Yule um, from Philadelphia, um, my good buddy T.C. Ellis, um, and you know a few others where we began to realize the power of of hip hop in education. And when we talk about that, you know, um, people immediately just think of the commercial aspect of hip hop and not the cultural aspect. We're talking about the cultural aspect of hip hop. We're talking about the origin of young people who created something out of nothing because arts uh, was taken being taken out of the schools in New York City, um, and that they were left with this, you know, just just well of creative energy that they found a way to um, let loose through the through the creation of this beautiful um, art form. And it, you know, it's, it's traveled around the world and it's given us so many lessons in terms of how young people can use that power of creativity to learn and to be um, um, change agents and to um, um, become entrepreneurial. So uh, the book, it talks literally about that. It talks about the origin story of high school for recording arts and um, where the work has gone. It talks about things such as um, in, the, in the most recent um, uh, iteration of the book, uh, the fact that our students were led the effort in Minnesota to change the law around unemployment insurance and have created a, a, a nonprofit called Bridge Makers and Good Trouble that has brought literally millions of dollars to other youth when during the pandemic, they weren't eligible for unemployment insurance because they were in school. You literally had to drop out of school to earn unemployment insurance. And and that was a time where obviously our young people who many um, take care of themselves and their families, it's not just having a summer job for you know ice cream or buying a bike, it's literally about survival. And the fact that this archaic law existed and our young people use that hip hop genius to put together a, a, a powerful grassroots uh, movement to um, change that law by suing the state of Minnesota, by going to the state legislature and getting the governor to sign a new law and, and rescinding that bill. So, you know, that's an example of what hip hop genius is all about and using their creativity to, to make that happen. That's what I'm talking about. That is awesome. What What's so awesome about that as well is it comes initially from people coming together for music and, and yes, podcasting and, and all the others that were recording arts. But to me, what we've been talking about and what we talked about last night as we prepared for our show today is really the heart of music. And I, I, I was moved in our conversation uh, to go back to a Martin Luther King quote. We are in a world right now filled with trauma. Um, and Rondo has gone through its trauma and continues to try and find its reconnection. And we're trying, I think, as a world to find our reconnection. And Martin Luther King shared, returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. These students are our light. And what I've come to my aha moment is that perhaps music is that love. Maybe the love he talks about in terms of fighting the hate can come through music. And just as your students you know, made a difference in making a difference in law, 
maybe we can also look to them for making a future um, and making a better world. Well, we know when we look back at the civil rights movement, how important music was to the movement. Um, you know, you, um, Scott and I, you know, we, we geek out on music and talking about, you know, uh, um, the power of music in terms of, you know, really driving culture and driving change. And, um, and that it, it played such an important role. And even into the 60s with like Marvin Gaye and what's going on, but the gospels and the spirituals of the civil rights movement, all of that was a, a real um, inspiration and driving force for, for change. And coming from young people. I have to let you go, but we're going to bring you back and we're going to keep talking about, <laughs> we're going to keep talking about music, making a difference and making the world a better place. And thank you for what you're doing to invest in these wonderful yeah. artists um, in our community and in the world. Can't no way tell me not to hey. stay.